Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I'm a survivor. I'm Jones, and I'm not going to give up. I'm Kudo, and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wind of it is first up for Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're talking the NFL. Fred Van Vliet resigns with the Raps. My NC Dinos are the champs. The Undertaker takes his last, last ride. And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys. Um, big week in the NFL. Um, couple, uh, couple questions i've got for you guys um were we wrong about the rams and are they contenders um hmm now we talked uh, we talked a few weeks ago uh i think they lost to the 49ers on sunday night football or something yeah that they were uh they were five and two at the time or four and two at the time but all four of their wins were against uh nfc east teams um, they're now seven and three, and I think atop the NFC West. Yeah. Um, contenders, I would say. I guess I don't. I don't think there's like in the NFC. I can't really think of too many like I don't know strong teams. Like you know, the AFC. You've got the Chiefs. And the Steelers, they're pretty much like contenders for the Super Bowl this year right now. Titans uh, can be thrown in the mix, but yeah, 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 I would throw them in the mix. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew that's what you were gonna say, so I just, I just got ahead of you and just threw it in there. Um, there, there are no fucking Dallas Cowboys, but no, you know, they, uh... <laughs> no one is. But um, yeah, I think the NFC is a little more wide open. Um, I think you can see any team really. In the playoffs, you know, those top four or five teams making it to the Super Bowl, I don't think you've got as much as contenders. At this point, you can make arguments for Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, Bucks. You know, seven teams that are in the conversation. Yeah. If, um, if old man whoever, Tom whoever comes out of the, the NFC East is going to be just ready. They're going to be a banger too. You know, you can look, yeah. look out for for that team. You just never know with the NFC East, all right? Just wait. Let's just just wait and see who gets healthy, and uh, you never know. But you know, if Tom Brady has to play a night game, I I just don't think uh, <laughs> the Bucks might as well pack their bags and just go home because you know you saw it again. Just got a little past his bedtime there on the final drive and uh, throws a crucial interception. They were marching down the field. I thought they were going to score to win the game, let alone kick a field goal to tie the game. I think they were only down a field goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it's it's week week 10. Tom Brady's got nine interceptions. They've had a bye, so he's played nine games. He's got nine nine interceptions. Uh, what, did, what did James have last year? 27? No, I think he had 30, like 30. 34? 33? 30-something, 30 yeah. It was high. I've seen a lot of these interceptions for Brady this year, and I feel like 
you could put a few of the a few of them are definitely on Brady, but I think more than not are on the receivers. Um, so I'm wondering, is it is it the quarterback or is it the systems and the wide receiver that are are creating all these turnovers? And uh, like you see guys like Cameron Brait and Mike Evans, they just stop running routes all of a sudden, and then the the throw comes and it's right to the defender. Like I, a lot of these that that look like they're on the quarterback aren't on the quarterback. Um, no, I'd say I think it's both. To be honest with you, like. Some of the interceptions he's thrown this year have just been, like, they've been bad. And even that interception to win the game, like, he overthrew that guy. Like, he threw yeah, it, like, five feet over his head. I'm not a – you guys know better. I'm not a Tom Brady supporter. I'm not a rah-rah Tommy boy. Uh, but, you know, I'm just watching and you know, some of the heat he's taking. I don't think a lot of these are, are on him. So, I'm just wondering because Jameis had that problem last year. Like, is it is it the design of the offense and the wide receivers – you know, not having the compete level to, you know, they get they get a step off the route. They don't think the ball is coming or something. Like I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it could be the chemistry, right? It's the it's Tom's first year with that team and new receivers and everything. So you, sometimes it just takes a while for guys to click and know what like what their quarterback's going to do or the quarterback knowing what the wide receivers are are going to end up doing. And I think that's all it is, comes down to. So their first year and they're just trying to get the chemistry going for them and. I think once they get going, like next year, if he's still able to play again, like I think they got something going there. But right now, there's that's I think they're just trying to find their chemistry and see how they play with each other, and try to read each other on plays. Now, way back in like week three or week four, um, we asked the question, "Do the Vikings suck?" And after that, they seemed to respond a little bit. Uh, but now they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so I want to revisit that question and do the Vikings suck because we know the Cowboys do. <laughs> well, I think uh, the Vikings do suck if you lose to the Cowboys, considering that they don't have their quarterback and they're hurting. Yeah, I'm with kudos. Vikings suck. Yeah. Like, like maybe like Thielen went off that game too. Dalvin Cook didn't do much. I don't know how, what he finished with. He's still only like he, 10 yards behind Henry for the league lead. So he's, yeah, he still had like a decent game. It's not like it was like one of his best games. Yeah. I, um, it's just their defense. Like, is their defense I, I don't think their defense is bad. I just don't think that they can ever put together a solid game. Like, Were there turnovers in that game? I don't I don't remember. I'm, there, must, yeah, there, there, there was I a couple. There was like two in the first minute of the game. Like, there was a couple turnovers in the game. Um now to say those were on um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, I don't know. I know uh, Andy Dalton threw a pick. So, what was that? Uh, what was that stat I sent you in the in their group chat on uh, on Sunday, Jones? That like it was like five thirty, and there was I think there was something like uh, eight or nine turnovers in the four. Uh, yeah, games. like every every game had a pair of turnovers, and one had like. Yeah. I think it was seven turnovers. I think so, and I think there was only one in the Cowboys game up that point, but yeah, I think it was like... Yeah, they were in the first quarter, and there was seven, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers in the three or four games, but like, then again, you kind of look at the teams that were playing in that window, and like you had the... the char- I think the Chargers were playing the Jets, Yeah. right, at four o'clock, so like... There was two in that game, two the, on back-to-back plays in that game. There was a... The Chargers fumbled at the one-yard line, 
Yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen got stripped at the one-yard line, and then Flacco threw a pick six on the very next play. Yeah, so, like, there's two there, and then you look at who else was playing at that window. I think the Dolphins were playing the Broncos at yep. 4 o'clock, so that would have – you know that there's going to be a couple turnovers in that game. Neither team can really hold on to the ball there. Uh, the Cowboys-Vikings, same thing. Like, the Vikings, they put together – they went – would they start the season one and three or something like that? Yeah, and then they went they one and sure. yeah, they were one and three or one and four, and then they rallied off a few wins, and then they lost to the Cowboys. But like, even their wins, like Monday night against the uh, Bears the week before, Chicago's defense, all the like, they basically had to score a touchdown to win that game because. They had freaking Nick Foles in there. He can't do shit. Um, so I think I think the Vikings had the fortunate uh, fortunes of playing like a softer schedule for a few weeks and winning some games and maybe making them look better than they actually are. Were, were the Bears on bye last week? The Bears were on bye, and now they're talking about uh, Trubisky coming out and starting this week for them. Well, I think Foles is done. Like, I think he tore something in his hip, didn't he? You got uh, it off in that game. No, they said he was questionable. Um, but I don't think he's as hurt as he is. But looking at it, I I don't know why they made the move to Trubis- from Trubisky to Foles so quickly. Like, I know you have Foles. I, to be honest, that offense works better with Trubisky as a starter and Foles coming in off the bench. Yeah, like if Foles is your change of pace guy, he's not the he's not the starter, and and Trubisky's not a change of pace guy. So Trubisky's not going to be able to to do anything to to motivate them if they're down in the game. Like uh, he 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 had a big comeback in week one, um, but then when you know when Foles had the big comeback in week three or week four. three or four, and that's when they went yeah. to him right when after they made, that when week. they made the move. Like I think they should have gone back to Trubisky and kept that dynamic and yeah. keep teams guessing because they got a game plan for two two starting quarterbacks because you don't, you know, if they, if they stop Mitch, then you're going to get Foles. And if they don't stop Mitch, then, you know, they're going to win the game anyways. right? Yeah. And I think Trubisky's got more, he can do more with his legs, which helps when like their offensive line isn't as strong. So you need, you kind of need that quarterback that can get out of the pocket, run around a little bit, maybe, maybe scramble for that first down, whatever. Right. Like it's just, it's just what they need. I think. You just got me thinking. Have you seen the Colts and what they how they've been using Jacoby Brissett? No, he's, he's like their goal line. Um, he's in there. He just comes in, quarterback sneaks it, and, uh, <laughs> and that's it. And then Phil Rivers is back out there. But it's been working great for them. Like he just comes in, gets you know, he's an athletic guy. He can run. And yeah, he just gets under center and pushes forward. Can we can we talk about the Ravens? Like what's well, going on with? I'd Baltimore? love to talk about that. Let's talk about the Ravens. Like no, but seriously, like. COVID. I know, I know COVID. That's fine, and they're they're screwing up well, my. You know, they got the Thursday. Played an ass beating on them last weekend. Big comeback win in the second half. Took them out in overtime. Um, you know they were all upset because the Titans were partying on the shield before the game. Um, you know Harbaugh got a little bit butt hurt and tried to fight Mike Brable, who would have uh, would have ripped his head off. Um, so you know. Uh, 
they were a little butthurt in the locker room. They had to console each other, and they, you know, they stayed uh, they stayed consoling each other a little too close, a little too long. So, um, you know, they started passing that COVID back around in there, and now they've got uh, 10, 10, 15 cases, something like that. If, if, I feel like they've had cases going around for the last like three or four weeks. They've had somebody, yeah, it seems like, somebody testing positive every week. Yeah, it seems like it's just ongoing for their team. It just keeps yeah. passing around the whole locker room or something. They're really screwing up my Thanksgiving plans tomorrow for all you Americans celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. But the Ravens, you know, you screwed me. Yeah, it's supposed to be I was looking forward, looking forward, forward to a good afternoon of just watching football. Even though I've got to be at work, I'm going to bring a TV into the kitchen and I'm just going to put the football games on and uh, I'm going to work while watching football. And those first two games are going to be such barn burners. You know, you right. got the mighty Houston Texans against the the juggernaut of the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, followed by the battle of the NFC East with the the mighty mighty Dallas Cowboys coming off their longest, trying to extend their longest win streak of the season. <laughs> um, and they're going into they're uh, they're hosting um, the football team. You know, so on on football day, you got the football team playing in the, the four o'clock window which is now yeah. like the um, biggest game of the day so now it's like uh you know for all our american uh, american listeners you'll have to you know tell us how the day went but it's almost like uh it was challenge accepted for you guys you gotta you gotta cram uh cram your eight hours worth of drinking into uh into six hours now hey all i gotta say is the winner of that game is in first place in the nfc nfc east all right which is kind of so, sad early temporarily yeah i'm really hoping for a tie i want to see a tie so bad in that game <laughs> I w- i'd love to see a tie and get a three-way tie atop the top the division at yeah. three seven and one going into uh there you go into week 13 yeah or the, or the giants a half game up on those three teams that would be the other uh yeah the other scenarios yeah, here's hoping here's hoping yeah but like the ravens they uh yeah, they fucked everything up, and though you know Juju's uh, complaining because the, their bye week got fucked up, now their primetime Thanksgiving game got fucked up. Um, you know nobody cares about the Steelers. Nobody cares about your perfect record. Just uh, <laughs> you know, you and Mapletron can go uh, go hug it out in the. <laughs> no, then they might pass the COVID, and then it's just then we lose another Sunday game. We don't need any hugging, okay? Let's keep the hugging to a minimum. Let's, you know, let's get out on the other side of this shit so we can get back to life as normal. But the Americans are not uh, making it easy. <laughs> yeah. Some of them aren't, that's for sure. Well, especially with the traveling happening in the in the States right yeah. now for their Thanksgiving weekend. I can't it's wait. Fake, can't, fake news, guys. Yeah, <laughs> fake news. Fake news. The Donald says you can travel, okay? Celebrate Thanksgiving. He's partying, pardoning the turkeys. Um, Jones, you had a, a Jones fun fact for us on the, uh, oh, yeah. Jags and Bears, um, uh, circle of quarterbacks. Um, you know, you missed your window when we were already talking about the Bears quarterbacks, but, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh take us down memory lane here. Circle back. Yeah. So, uh, in 2017, Mike Glennon got benched for Mitchell Trubisky. Who then got benched this year 
or Nick Foles, who got benched last year for Gardner Minshew, who got replaced by Lutton. I think it's Chris Lutton, maybe. I don't know. Can't think of the guy's first name. Jake Lutton. Jake Lutton. Yeah, you're right. Who is now benched in favor of Mike Glennon. So Mike Glennon goes from being benched in 2017 to the starter for the Jags in 2020. And he was he was also benched for Jameis Winston. Yeah, we, we get a whole a whole circle going here. Yeah, Mike Glennon. He's in. He might be in a lot of circles. You know, he's got an extended bubble, as they like to say, right now. How about the Saints last week? Um, you know, getting a big win over the over the Falcons and. Uh, Fucking one of my rare stakes when they started their tight end at uh, a quarterback. Hey, did I not tell you that I thought he was going to start a quarterback? Did I not tell you? I know you gave me shit when you asked, why'd you pick up Winston and Taysom Hill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's because I was, uh, I shouldn't have said anything and maybe, you know, I would have been able to s- slide under the radar there, but I uh, made my QB move this week, picking up a- another quarterback. Teddy's supposed to be back this week, though. I didn't pick up PJ Walker. Oh, you didn't get him? No. Who did you pick up? Oh, you picked up Sam Darnold on nope. my scrap heap. No, I picked picked up Mitchell Trubisky. Ooh. Yeah, I, I kind of I have Nick Foles there. Drafted him in the last round of the fantasy draft. Just held on to him, put him on my bench. Said he's going to take over at some point, and then uh, just. You know, searching through the waiver wire today and saw that Trubisky was there. I'm like, mm, I could take him just in case. You know, now I've got got a couple quarterback options. Got Drew Brees on the shelf with like 11 fractured ribs. They, it seems like they keep finding a new rib that's fractured every day. So <laughs> that poor guy's gonna have no ribs. I didn't even know you had that many ribs. Yeah, I know. I I'm gonna have to start counting my ribs. See how many I actually Is that have. Twelve like or no? I always thought they might like have six twelve. Six on the side, but. Or it's eight and eight, maybe. I don't know. Eight? Count oh. your someone count their ribs. I can't count my ribs. I don't know, man. I'm too. I haven't seen a rib in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> the only ribs I've seen are pork ribs. Um. So Jones, how did your survivor team do last week? Oh, what do you think? They won, of course. Took the Chargers to beat the Jets. That's like a lock. Yeah. How do you think Kudo's survivor team did? Uh, he's in better shape than both of us, I think. Yeah, he's got a lot of teams left. A lot of teams, lot left, of teams left, yes. Yeah. Um, I took the Browns last week. Um, they were also victorious. Um, so uh, I guess we're uh, we're into this week. We're going. We're going on to this week. Going on. You want to go first? No, you can go first. Are you sure you guys don't want me to go first? <laughs> Please, good over Tell us. Who do you got? <laughs> Just for fun, I'm going to throw a team out there. I'm going to throw out the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, against the bird team. That's not good news for Yeah, Kudo. that's not we'll good news for We'll see what happens, Kudo. but I'm not good against those bird teams, apparently. Or picking go, the bird team. I'm going to go back to the well, because I know they can't fuck me again. I'm taking the Giants over the Bengals. There you go. Bengals can't fuck me without Joe Burrow. <laughs> so you think. Um, I am going to take the Cleveland Steamers, or Browns, 
over the Jacksonville Jaguars and Mike Glennon and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, bad pick. 6'8", Mike Glennon just going to be dropping dimes over the top there. Yeah. Like Shaq shooting free throws over the middle. (laughs) Hey, you never know. But, yeah, I'm locking in the Browns. The old stinky Browns. So, D-Bar, your team better not fuck me. They didn't fuck me last week, so uh, hopefully you have better luck this week too. Yeah, hopefully. Keep this uh, going a little bit longer so then, uh, you know, Kudo can't be sitting there asking us if we're going to do a third round survivor pool because basically it would screw us and he'd just be have his pick of the litter. He's only uh, used, I'd, what, three teams? I'd probably still lose though. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into some basketball talk here. Uh, the Raptors really flipped their lineup uh uh, over the the last uh, over the weekend when free agency opened, um, they re-signed Fred VanVleet, uh, four years, eighty-five million, something in that ballpark. No, that's right. Um, they lost Serge Ibaka to the Clippers, um, so Serge's clip uh, cooking show going on the road, um, back with the Claw and Kawhi, and uh, Mark Gasol signed with the uh, with the Lakers. Uh, other notable signings in the NBA. I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, Goran Dragic re-signed with the Heat. Uh, Bam Adebayo re-signed with the Heat. He got a max deal, five-year, $163 million. Uh, Brandon Ingram re-signed with – is Brandon Ingram? I want to say Brandon Ingram. You're the basketball guy. Resigned with the Pelicans, uh, five-year, $158 million. Must be nice. Um, who else? Who else? What do we have? Um, the Lakers stacked up. They signed uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Marcus Saul. Uh, they re-signed um, Contavious Pope or whatever his name is. Um, Heat or the the Hawks stocked up. They signed Dino Gallinari. They got uh, Bogdan. They got Bogdan, did they? Bogdan yeah. Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdan didn't want to go to the Bucks. He signed with the signed with the Hawks, and Sacramento didn't match. Uh, Hayward, Gordon Hayward went to the went the Hornets. To the Hornets, yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about? Uh, Davis Burton's. Bismack Biambo re-signed with the Hornets. Uh, what was that one? Uh, Davis Burton's. He went back to Washington. Uh, Joe Harris yeah. went back to Brooklyn. Marcus Morris re-signed with the Clippers. And Markeith re-signed with the Lakers. Hmm. I think that's enough of, uh, well, Crowder went from Miami to Phoenix. Raptors signed Aaron Baines, um, Alex Len, and something Dembry years. Chris Boucher re-signed with the Raptors. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, got to throw that one in there. My buddy Rondo, he went from the Lakers to uh, Atlanta. Yeah, he signed with the Hawks. Yeah, 
yeah, lots of movement. Everybody had to sign pretty quick because uh, camp starts, I think, next week. So Yeah, it was a crazy week of signings. Back into training camp. Yeah. Yeah, the Raptors' moves are, are okay. I don't – you know, it's it doesn't look good on paper for them when you lose big names like uh, Serge and uh, Gasol. But overall, I don't think it hurts them too bad. I think um, between Baines, Len, and Boucher um, – you know, they may not have the, as high ceiling where, you know, Ibaka could maybe go off for, you know, 25, 30 points a game. Gasol could, you know, get a high. These guys will probably all be, but they'll, they'll probably be consistent, you know, 10 points a game in that in that range. You lose a little bit of the, the passing offense from Gasol, a little bit of defense. Uh, but overall, I think they're, uh, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, they also signed, or they drafted a point guard out of San Diego State. Um, guy that everybody uh, says reminds them of Fred Van Vliet. So you know, hopefully they have two Fred Van Vliet's in the lineup, which you know, two can't Freds. hurt anyone. No, definitely not. Um, I think like Marcus all leaving, you know, he's probably on the tail end of his career. He's looking at more of a coming off the bench minutes now, especially in LA. So that's really going to help the Lakers. Yeah, he'll be able to play good defense against like um, against uh, Serge, the guy in Denver, and uh, uh, uh what's Jokic? Yeah, Nikolai Jokic. Yeah, um, and then like with the Rudy Gobert's and yeah, uh, there's so like there's some good big men that can spread it out. So you know, Mark can play some pretty good defense, which will help against those teams. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and then losing Surge, you know, it's not great. You know, it hurts them a little bit because he was still fairly consistent. But uh, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering why they didn't, well, like, what did he sign for? Nine million? Nine million for two. Like that. The second uh, year is a player option, though. Yeah. I think, well, I think he wanted to go there. I don't think. Yeah, do you think going. Kawhi got him the deal? or? No, it's Uncle Dennis. Deal? Oh, Uncle, Uncle Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, Uncle Dennis had something to do with it. <laughs> For sure he did. I think uh, Serge is a pretty good player, so I think he could have had his pick pretty much where he, wherever he wanted to go. You know, maybe, uh, you know, after spending a couple of years in Canada, he wanted to uh, take his scarf game to L.A. Uh, they don't really wear scarves in yeah, L.A. Yeah, so why though. would you leave Toronto when we actually have a winner here and shit? You know. Uh, well, that's because uh, Toronto's taking their game to uh, Tampa Bay this uh this season, at least to start the season, because uh, they couldn't reach a deal with the federal government. So, yeah, um, I guess if you're not going to be able to play at home, you know, you want to go somewhere warm for the winter. So, well, might as well yeah. go down with the, with the snowbirds. You know, maybe we'll still have a lot of Canadian fans up there. Well, they can't cross the border, so well, they can cross the border. They just the snowbirds. I don't know if they can or not. Uh, unless I'm, you have family. Yeah, yeah, if you have family down there. Yeah, I think the border's closed to just, like, vacation. At least they're supposed yeah. to be closed, but who fucking knows? No, the the border's closed. It's tight to get back and forth. Oh, okay. You have, uh, to have, you have to have a passport or, like, travel exception. Yeah. But I think if they've got family down there, like, living in the States, they could, uh, they could get down there. Yeah, probably. So you never know. Yeah, but you... I'd like to think that Kawhi had a say in it or, like, had his hand it's in it probably. because... Serge, like he had like an Instagram or something video out when he was beside Kawhi right after the signing, basically showing that they were hanging out, riding together. 
Well, you, you know that that's, you know, there's there's lots of that in the NBA. Like it's a lot not, of tampering. Yeah. Yeah, they got to figure out a way to, to do something like that. But. but it seems like a lot of it happens in the NBA. Like, it's like one of the leagues that you get a lot of that happening. I think everyone wants to go, there are tampers in the NBA. Like, how do you get these super teams? The only way you get them basically is tampering. Trying to tell me that, you know, Kawhi signing with the Clippers last year, they didn't tamper with, like, Paul George to get him to come there. And, you know, basically yeah. Paul George goes to ownership well, says, trade me. For Paul George. I know, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, Kawhi's saying he wanted. Yeah, he's trade, saying, trade, oh, I'm going to sign here. Yeah, the Raptors tried to get Paul George, too. Yeah. The Clippers just made a, the Clippers just emptied the cupboard, right? Yeah. That's, that's what it came down to, so. Oh, well, I still don't think the Clippers are going to win. Well, they got no, they got really minimal bench support, so. Yeah. Yeah, and they got no draft picks, so. Yeah, they're, they're in tough. They're in tough. They're not like the Oklahoma City Thunder. How many draft picks they got? Like 19 now or something like that over the next six years? Six, 16 first-round picks through 2026 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, like, they're just, they're stockpiling. Down a couple after last week, so. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they added a few more, so. Yeah, I think at one point they had 19 total draft picks in six years. I thought I read somewhere. So. I wonder, does that include second round? No, first round picks, I think. Crazy. They only they can only have 15 guys on the roster. Yeah. I think only 12 dress a game. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty much. much. So. Yet their salary cap's more in the NHL. Well, they're... TV revenue is like oh. the NHL is. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying it's just ridiculous how much money some of these guys make. Yeah. But if you could shoot a ball through the basket, then uh, maybe you'd be getting it. Is that I could board, shoot a ball board play the gets you, you want to watch? I got a little Fisher Price basketball net over there. I can get Emmett's little ball and I'll shoot it through the hoop right now. Yeah, let's see it. Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. <laughs> Cody got a fun fact for us yeah I do actually oh no Kudo. fun facts so with the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay I got a little bit of uh, fun facts here Raptors are 20 and 7 when playing in the state of Florida over the past two seasons and that's including regular season playoff and bubble games and that's cool. Huh. Fun fact. Interesting. So What's we're looking at the Raptors hopefully doing really well while they play in Tampa Bay. What's the record against the Celtics in Florida? Um, not good. I'm not sure. I didn't look that part up. <laughs> Still probably not that good. Three and five. Come See? on, Kudo. You got to know this stuff. Yeah, Kudo. Hey, I'm not the true NBA guy here. Call yourself a journalist? Not really. Fun factor. Call myself a podcaster. <laughs> Let's use that term a little bit lightly here. <laughs> Rick Kudo, um, seeing as you are our uh, resident uh, Korean baseball expert, why don't you uh, take us through what, what's happening out on the uh, – on the left coast there. So in Korean baseball, the NC Dinos won their first title this year. 
They're their first title ever. Their first title ever. They came into wow. the league in 2013, and they just won their first title. There you go. Can you name more than four players on the team? No. Name one player on the team. I can't even name one player on the team. Did you stop watching Korean baseball? When did you stop watching Korean baseball? Uh, pretty much when the uh, MLB came back. <laughs> oh, okay. About you didn't pick it up? After, about three weeks after his podcast started. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. As soon as I after stopped betting on, on uh, Korean baseball is when I stopped watching. Got it. But the Dinos won the regular season. They came first, and then they went on. Because basically, if you come in first in the league, you get a bye right to the final. Is it a one-game playoff? No, it's a series. Oh, okay. Their playoff system is really weird. Can you explain it to us now that you yeah, said it's now weird? That I, got a, I, had the, I had it up, and I lost it. It's really weird that they play baseball until there's a champion. Uh, everybody does that. But their playoff format is really uh, odd because they have like a, basically a one-game world uh, wildcard game. They have like a wild card and then a divisional series and then a championship series and then a world series. No, but like the winner from the from the wild card and the winners of each each uh, each conference um, play down in the finals to, to determine the the world champion. Basically, the wild card team has to try to advance by playing like the next but like bracket. It's basically wild card games got two teams. Whoever wins that moves on to the next series. And the winner of that moves on to the next series. So basically, the NC Dinos were so waiting to run in the, the final. Yeah, they got to run the gauntlet because the NC Dinos were waiting at the final. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so they got the wild card round, which is one game. And then they got the semi-playoff, which is a leg of two games. And then they got a playoff series. And then, if the leg and, then and then you go to the um, Korean series. They call what it. happens if the two-game leg is tied? What's the tiebreak format? I don't know what the tiebreak is. The listeners want to know, Kudo. <laughs> no, it's only you that wants to know. Nobody really cares about the KBO right now. All right, well, we'll make sure you get your shit in line before next season. And uh, we'll, I would we'll care about the K- KBO if there was, you know, there's nothing else on TV, so you could watch I, KBO. I do want to note that they actually got to play their whole season without stopping or shortage because of the coronavirus. They continued playing throughout their whole season. They got like all and, their games in, and they got fans in the stands. I and saw fans. Eventually, in yes, there. eventually they got fans in the stands. It so, took them a while, but they got that to happen. They got there. Now it's like there's not even curling on TV to watch right now. Like, what am I supposed to watch? Well, college basketball is back. Yeah, and soon yeah, enough, the NBA true. will be back. Oh yeah, because I'm going to watch a lot of that. Right now, you got to watch a lot of the uh, holiday uh, Christmas specials. I can't wait. Well, you know what else you could watch? What's that? WWE Network, where they have The Undertaker's Last Ride series. Ooh. And this uh, this past Sunday was WWE Survivor Series. And uh, they closed the show with The Undertaker's send-off.
funny story about this this song, guys. I uh, at my wedding, I tried to get my wife to do this as our entrance song when we came in from the recession. She was on board for a little bit, and then she uh, and she looked up the Undertaker. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect if this was the song. We would have blocked out the lights, and then we would have just appeared in the middle of the dance floor, raised the lights up. <laughs> hey, if you could have pulled that off. All the power Ken, to you. Ken, Kendra's holding my urn. And I'm just <laughs> raising the lights up. She's being your Paul Bear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yes! <laughs> Pat, you gotta clip that audio and just use it whenever you want. Yeah, we need that in the, uh, in the soundboard. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So the uh, Undertaker had his sign off at um, uh, at Survivor Series. Closed the night out. Really freaking weird. Like I don't really understand the purpose of it. He he, he debuted at uh, Survivor Series. It was such a shitty pay per view and with no real point to any of it that I think they just needed something to try to draw people in till the end yeah basically. Kept me. i watched i watched till the end but what i don't understand so they had all these guys there you know kudo talked about uh kudo talked about savio vega being there so it was like there was like 30 guys in the ring it was like triple h Shawn michaels um the nature rick flair Phineas and some guys. I the Godwins. The Godwins, yeah. Savio Vega. The Godfather. Big, um, Big Show. Rikishi. Um, Jeff Jeff Hardy, who's still active. Yeah. He's still an active wrestler. He came out. I guess they had some matches back in the day or something. Um, yeah, Rikishi was out there. Was Mankind out there? Mankind yeah, Mick out Foley there. came out, yeah. So every, every single one of these guys comes out in like... Not in character, casual clothes. Casual clothes. Yeah, they're all well, like business casual, or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're just there. And then the last person to come out is Kane. Kane comes out in like full like costume, like full Halloween. It's like when you, it's like you show up to like a, a mature Halloween party, and you're that guy in all the costumes. <laughs> everybody else is just like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm so thinking true. of right now. It's like how it's like the week before Halloween no. or something like that, and like nobody's nobody's ready for it yet. But that it, one guy shows up in full costume, everybody else just looking at him. Like I was thinking about the episode of The Office where uh, they go to the party for oh, what's that chick's name that talks a lot? Kelly. Yeah, she's got like an Indian party going on, and uh, he shows up. Michael Scott and shows up and shows up. Him and his girlfriend show up in full on like Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a costume party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these guys all come out to the ring. They take like ten minutes bringing all these guys down to the ring. Shane McMahon's the host. He's bringing everybody out. Do they come out to their songs at least? You know, like yeah, they play the songs. They came out to their entrance songs. Yeah. Okay. And then they all get in the ring, and they cut to a video presentation. And it's like interviews with like some of the guys that are in the ring. Yeah, and highlights Triple and H, stuff. Sean Michaels and you know highlights, and it's a good video package. 
and then they bring out the Undertaker. No, it was Vince McMahon at one point came out. Oh yeah, then oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It comes back from video. Vince McMahon's in the ring. He's talking. He, he a does speech. a speech. Um, and then they bring out the Undertaker. Vince leaves, but all those guys that came out, they had no point. They just wasted ten minutes bringing all these old glorified guys down to the ring that did nothing. They didn't even say anything. They were just in the ring. They were just there. Showing their support, I guess. I don't know. What what I took away from it, it seemed like all of it wasn't live. Like they, the the live part seemed like, yeah, them naming all the guys coming down. But then if you watch like the Vince part where he does the speech, he's in the ring by himself and it doesn't seem like it's live. It seems like they pre-taped that. And then the other undertakers part almost looks like it's pre-taped, but apparently it wasn't. I think that was live. It all could have been because they have the, they have the video, right? Yeah. Um, Some of it wasn't because, uh, but yeah, Vince, you never saw, you never saw the crowd. I don't think behind him. No, and you never saw him come down. Inserted. He just popped. Yeah, like he was just in the ring right. all of a yeah. sudden. So that's why I feel like it was pre. Which he had like he had like twenty minutes to walk out to the ring during that video package. So yeah, you know, there's lots of time. But then why wouldn't the other guys just stay in the ring as well? Though? And that's the other part I didn't understand. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I, like the other guys' purpose didn't make sense to me. No. Like, like at least Undertaker should have came down, maybe shook their hands or something, or like you know, show them. Did like, the Undertaker out. choke slam anyone? No. No. And I I he really thought that was going the same time as any of them. Yeah. They, but wait. They were all gone? Yeah, like even when Vince announced him, he was out of the ring already and Undertaker's had the ring to himself. So that's why I feel like it was pre-taped. It wasn't all live. And what did Kane do in his costume? Nothing. He just Nothing. stood there like everybody else. Did he wrestle that night? No. No. He's not active. He's not a wrestler. Jeff Hardy came out with face paint on. He was the only one that had anything. But he was yeah, just he was just like, giving his tribute to the Undertaker. He had the Undertaker's yeah, he had, logo. He had Undertaker face paint on. Yeah. I don't huh. know. But the Undertaker like coming out still gives me goosebumps. I'm not gonna lie. I love watching the Undertaker come out. His entrance is like one of a kind. Remember when he used to come out on the bike? Oh, as American yeah. badass, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good pretty good tribute to him overall. It was just yeah, it, that, it, that first part just didn't make sense why no. they had all the paid for all those guys to come out there to do nothing. But I think they you were know, just like, coming out just to support him because like I think they were probably drinking the night before and Yeah. You know, shooting like, the shit. Talking about the old from, days. From a, fan, from a fan perspective, you know, it's great that they're there. Maybe they all could have been backstage, like, you know, and, you know, the whatever and celebrate them. Yeah. Do the fans really need to see this guy, these guys come out for no reason? Like, they're just for all of us to reminisce. So I'm like, oh, I remember that guy. And, oh, I remember them. And, I didn't remember half of them. Uh, I remember most of them. Michael, Michael Cole's announcing, he's like, and uh, the Godwins, and they had a run with him in the Ministry of Darkness. I'm like, I remember the Ministry of Darkness. I don't remember these fucking. <laughs> you don't remember the Godwins? They come out with like their buckets and like they're like basically like yeah, yeah, farmers yeah. or like pig farmers. Was Brett the Hitman Hart there? No. Not even Hulk Hogan. He he wasn't he wasn't one of the what was it the BSK is how they call themselves? Yeah. Or yeah. Bone, the bone back the Bone Street Crew. So the BSK. Bone Skull? Bone? No, it was Bone what Street. The... Bone Street Crew. What the hell is the Bone Street Crew? The little crew that they like uh, they hung out together all the time. They played dominoes together. They played dominoes, they drank Jack Daniels. All those bones. <laughs> and who was that? It was like Undertaker, Godfather. It's like, uh, like Razor Ramon. 
No, was he? No, he wasn't part of that. He, he was using uh, the click. Um, yeah, Godfather. Yeah, the Godwins were in that group. Yokozuna. Uh, These are the guys that would hang out. Yeah, they'd hang out on like, the road. On the road together, they'd play dominoes. They drink Jack Daniels. Huh. Yeah. Now I gotta watch some documentary. I you guess, should really eh? watch uh, his interviews with uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold yeah, Steve Austin's. The, um... Watch the Last Ride documentary. Yeah. If you I watch the Stone have. Cold interview with the Undertaker, those are pretty good too to watch. He talks about Stone a lot. Cold is the by far the best. That's the bottom remember line. Because Stone Cold. Remember when he so. took the milk truck out and was spraying no, milk all over? That was beer. Man. Kurt Angle is the one who brought out the milk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My bad. Whatever. The, the beer truck was definitely the. It was Stone Cold. It was like trying to like run. Yeah. Yeah. And then, did one of them bring out a Zamboni at Joe Louis Arena one time? Uh, yeah, I was probably it was probably uh, Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold did that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He crashed through like the Titantron in the. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think he hit the ring, and the ring moved a bit, and then he like jumped off or something. Yeah, yeah beat jumped the off the of, like, top Vince of the Zamboni McMahon. and jumped on to Vince McMahon. Yeah, beat the yeah. shit out of him. Probably threw up some uh, middle fingers and then had some beers and left. Yeah. Probably drank some beers on the Zamboni. Yeah. But... He was just constantly drinking beers. Okay, so my question for you is, how much of that beer do you think he actually drank? When he'd, like, smash them together and then, like, pour them down as, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, half of it would pour out. Quarter of a beer. Quarter yeah, I was gonna say like I say half a beer because he likes his beers and he pounds back beers. Yeah, but like you gotta think like he likes he like smashed them together where there's beer flying like six feet in the air. Yeah, and then he's like he's got two of them that he's pouring down his gullet and half of it's all over him. It's we'll settle on a third. He drank a third of each of those beers. Okay, I'm I'm okay with a third. I'd say maybe kudo. Half. I'd say maybe yeah, half. oh yeah you. Gotta say half. Half a beer. Um, Kudo, any thoughts on the rest of Survivor Series? I thought it was pretty yeah, shitty. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. I, I enjoyed the tag teams match, like the two champion tag teams going off, uh, Street Profits yeah. and uh, New Day. That was a pretty decent yeah. match. I didn't understand in the men's um, Survivor Series match there with Seth Rollins, but I guess you explained it to me beforehand. Well, why he did what he did because he basically just surrendered himself and sacrificed himself. Yeah, he sacrificed himself, got kicked in the face, and got pinned, and then rolled out of the ring, never seen again. I think he's taking a hiatus because he's having a kid soon. I think he's gonna take some time off. So you know that was his sacrifice to the wrestling gods or whatever his character, the Messiah, whatever he calls himself now. Um. I thought the Roman Reigns uh, Drew McIntyre match was pretty good, but you knew that that one wasn't going to end clean. Like no. it just there's no way you could if you don't put the belt back on McIntyre to fight Reigns to have him lose it, lose clean, yeah. right? So, um, so they Roman Reigns fell into the ref, knocked him out of the ring. Jey Uso came down, helped Roman, then Roman did a bow blow, they speared him, then new ref came in, pinned him. And uh, Jey Uso was welcome back in the family after after losing in that that men's match where SmackDown lost five nothing. Like a clean none sweep. Of the, uh, none of the Raw guys got eliminated. Uh, the Raw women also won. This one was kind of a weird match. Lana, who shouldn't have been on the team anyway, which you she's called. Getting, she's getting like a, a pity push. 
she was the sole survivor. So she got in the match for a little bit. The team wanted her to tag out. She comes and tags out, and then she gets scolded and told to stand on the steps and not move the rest of the match. So she just literally stood on the steps the rest of the match. Um, came down to, uh, it was Nia Jax and Bianca Belair. Yep. Um, they were fighting outside. Um, Bianca flipped Nia into the digital crowd. Um, and they couldn't get back in the ring. They both get countered out. So a double count out and Lana's a sole survivor, which is pretty funny, I guess, in, in terms of storyline. They could have made it a little bit better, though. Like, they should have yeah, maybe at least let Lana pin Bel Air or something, yeah, or like have Nia beat the shit out of her and then throw her back in, and then Lana just pins her because, you know, Bel Air can't do shit. She's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, but. Whatever. Yeah, I don't understand that whole storyline with Lana right now. It seems a little weird Wins to me. Them. I think th- I, th- I think they're gonna put the tag tag belts on her and Oscar. That's what I think. <laughs> that so. would be kind of cool. But Oscar's the Raw champion right now, so why would you give her two belts? Yeah, but they had a match on uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, they had a tag team match. They won. Cl- they won clean after um, some stuff on the outside or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I think they need to break up. Jacks and Baszler, uh, yeah. They, and, you know, so you could put the put the belt on Lana and uh, and Oscar gives them a bit of a push, and then you can have you know Mandy Rhodes or something like that beat them. Takes the takes the belt away. You have a strong person on that team that can, that carries and wins. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, the only other thing in WWE, I'm. I care about well the Roman Reigns storyline is pretty good right now where he's the the boss. I don't know who's gonna fight next. It sounds like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's the, that's a rumor right now. With its head towards that way, which could be good, may not be good. Who knows? I'm really like liking that storyline though. Yeah, they're actually making something it's, of it. It's entertaining. the The Raw one's getting very convoluted. Lots of they have lots of big guys that they're trying to push now, and then they've got like the Fiend and Randy Orton and. Drew McIntyre still, and it seems like Braun's taking a a leaf too. Braun's gonna take a back yeah back seat for a little bit, and um, but like Sheamus, they're pushing it seems, and um, what's the guy from NXT? uh, Keith Keith Lee, Lee. Um, then Riddle. Lots lots of guys in the mix there. Uh, But yeah, NXT. um, Pat McAfee and his uh, his crew are doing a good job, and then uh, they're gonna. Feuding with Undisputed Era, uh, War Games pay per view. I don't know when that is, but War Games is always pretty, uh, pretty awesome night. They have, they put two rings together, Jones. So it's uh, it's two rings and they're in a cage match, and they don't, it's not a traditional cage. They come in like it starts with one on one, and then te- guys from guys from your team are in a cage at the top of the stairs, and they get released like one by one to come down to the ring. So hmm. the match the match doesn't officially start until everybody's in the ring, and they come in like every like three minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it's just like they just beat the fuck out of each other for like 15, 20 minutes, and then the match actually starts, and then it's just it's just mayhem because like anything ball. goes. So there's two there's rings you said side by side. Yeah. Yeah. In, inside, like a steel, like and a massive both, steel cage. And they're both cage. inside the cage. Inside one cage. Yeah. yeah, well, massive cage, yeah. And who, how do you win? Over the top of the cage or no, just, pinfall? No, over the top is an automatic loss. It's, you got to win at pinfall. Yeah. So ah. It becomes, it's a four on four match. And like, well, like tables get involved, chairs, like anything you can throw in there while you're going in is, yeah. you can use it. I think they've done it the last three years and they've all been just oh, wild matches. Phenomenal. I think 
been in all three of them. Huh. Yeah, I think they have been actually. First one was uh, a three way, and then it was, and then the last two have been uh, four on four. I think. Yeah. But it's gonna be a good match, I'm sure. Uh, McAfee's got a pretty good uh, yeah. crew. Yeah. Him, so. He's pretty good on the mic. I enjoy watching him. I mean, he's a pretty solid heel. Well, that's yeah. His mic skills are, you know, he's a broadcaster. That's what he does. Yeah. Right? So you know, he's good on the mic. Um, all right, guys. Well, I guess it's time for some underwear talk. Uh, producer Bat continues to rave about his new ridiculously comfortable underwear that are three times softer than cotton, and they feature fun patterns. So I've checked it out, and wouldn't you know, they have all these new fun Christmas themes, including underwear, socks, pajamas, Christmas stockings, and COVID masks. And the best part? Producer Pat is hooking our listeners up with a sweet deal. Simply go to getcomfy.in forward slash v forward slash into sports and stuff. Save 20% off your first order of MeUndies. That's getcomfy.in forward slash v forward slash into sports and stuff. Check out the link in the show notes. Jackpot. Rare stakes, boys. How did we do last week? I was uh, two and two, five hundred. Yeah, same here. I was two and two, five hundred. Kev, I was uh, three and one on the inverse. Oh, okay. So, being three and one on the inverse, does that mean you're down now? Like, I don't know, a case of beer to kudo. I am, but yeah. I, reached a, I reached a settlement with him. So the only way he gets paid is if he drinks them live on the air. Um, so, you know, we settled over a two-week span. So next week, Kudo, you're drinking a 12-pack an episode. All right, you're dropping it off at my house or what? No, you can come pick it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I you guys got to meet halfway. I would come pick it up. What the fuck? You got to meet halfway, I think. I'll, I'll e-transfer you. You just go to the beer store. Okay. we can, That works out, too. We can do that. Um, yeah, I got fucked on uh, Joe Burrow's injury. Bengals were definitely going to win that game. I don't know about that. Uh, but Joe Burrow's tore his ACL and his MCL. He's out for the season. Forgot to talk about that earlier. Um, who else fucked me last week? Uh, the Saints. Taysom Hill. Coming an actual quarterback, fucked me. And I don't know, somebody else fucked me. Bunch of fuckers. Titans didn't fuck me though. Titans rode. So, two and two guys, what do you got? Kudo, go ahead, lead oh, us off. Because you don't got yours yet. <laughs> I'm still working on them. All right, this week, uh, of course, I'm going to be sticking with the uh, spread picks. So this week I got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at a minus three against the Atlanta Falcons. And then I got the LA Rams at a minus six and a half against the San Fran 49ers. And then I've got the Green Bay Packers at a minus eight and a half against the Chicago Bears. And then I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks at a minus five against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And those are my rare stakes for the week. Who's not up bad, next? not bad. Kev, Kev, you can go. All right. Uh, I didn't find much uh, money line value that I liked this week, so I'm, uh, I'm going to head back to spreads. Um, I'm going to take the Bills, minus 5.5 at home versus the Chargers. I'm going to take the Rams, minus 6.5, just like Kudo, at home versus the 49ers. I'm going to take the Dolphins, minus 7 on the road against the Jets. Uh, I'm a little nervous about that one, but I, I think because it's the Jets, I think we're good. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, and then I'm going to take the Titans plus three on the road at the Colts. Ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like taking the Colts on that one. It's a redemption game for the, uh, for the Titans. All right. I guess I'm up, eh? Yeah. You're up. All right. So I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half on the road in New England. Um, I'm going to join uh, Hosker and take the Bills, minus 5.5 against the Chargers. Bills coming off a bye. Chargers got to travel. like the spot there for the Bills. I am going to take the um, over 56 in the Chiefs-Bucks game. And... I am going to also ride with Kudo and take the Seattle Seahawks minus five against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, you know, just jumping in everyone's little rare stakes there a little bit, but don't see too much value out here and a couple games that I want to stay away from. Yeah, and the Steelers are off the board right now because who knows if they're going to play or not. Yeah. And we got... Two Thursday games, so it kind of limits our action a little bit. Exactly. If we wanted to bet the Thursday games, you know, I'd take the Cowboys. Uh, I wouldn't even touch the Cowboys game. I'd take the over in the Cowboys game. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to touch those games. Yeah. And the Lions. The Lions suck, so you got to take Houston, I think. Houston sucks, too. Yeah, but the Lions are Detroit Lions. Like I'm thinking the Lions tomorrow. you got to be your fan. If, you know, you Dane's a fan of the Lions. That just tells you everything right there. <laughs> Poor Dane. We roast him on here all the time because of his Lions. I'm riding with you tomorrow, Dane, on the Lions. Don't fuck me. All right. Any final words? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Happy to Thanksgiving. Americans. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our 26th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe in your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, hit the music. Bye. <laughs>